Welcome to Her Bro, His Sis, a podcast hosted by sibling ministers discussing topics of faith and family. Well, I am so excited today to have you here because they listen, everyone that listens as often as they do, they think that we are in the same room together mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. we're not. <laughs> it feels like we are in the same atmosphere even when we're separately, yeah. but this is such a gift and a treat for me that we are be actually able to do this in person together and I just can't even say enough how much this week has been having you here, so I'm excited. Yeah. So, the Love Fest has been going on. It's going to continue after this. (laughs) But we are here to talk about this month's episode, which is called Child Period. Um, This, I think, has been sitting in my shelf mentally and spiritually for several months, probably. And now, it's just... I can't even say how exciting I am to be able to talk about this today. So what I really want to do um, is to talk about what we mean when we say we're trying. Man has redefined the word try, and um, we are going to dissect what we actually mean when we say, I tried, I'm trying, and I'll try. So let's just jump on in. (laughs) Yeah, we do it. (laughs) (laughs) Our human definition of try is that we made an attempt or we put some level of effort to do something. Mm. However, I just kind of want to establish what God means when he speaks of trying. Because our definition of trying is not the definition that God intended when he spoke throughout the entire Bible. Mm. So I just kind of want us to cover that. So what the Lord himself meant and still means when he (laughs) speaks of trying, he is subjecting someone to trial, like testing them or proving them. Um, So like when we hear references about trying of our faith and testing through the Bible, that's what he means is I'm trying you, okay? According to Merriam-Webster, the dictionary says that trying means to be found good, faithful, or trustworthy through experience or testing, or it also means to be subjected to trials or distress. So even Merriam-Webster, the American dictionary, clearly agrees with the Lord in its own way of saying that Through testing and trying and being proven, you are found to be good, faithful, or trustworthy. So I think that's amazing. And when you look at the King James Version of the Bible, which everyone by this point in time knows that I am in love with King James, the word try is found 17 times in King James. Trial is found six times. The word tried is 19 times for a total of 42 times total of trying. But out of any of those references, 42 times, now one of them is referred to the human definition of try, Mm. which means we made an attempt or put forth effort to do something. (laughs) So pretty much simple. We're not commanded to try to do things or even to do our best. Um, We are simply commanded to hear and do. Mm. Let me me stop. So so (laughs) on on God's definition of trying so he's not because i like how you said that it's subjecting someone to trial to prove something so he's not saying i'm trying to see if you have faith (laughs) yeah right he's saying you have faith so i'm trying that faith exactly so it's already an established that you have faith Mm -hmm. i'm testing that faith right to bring something out of it so yeah i I like that i like because even what you're saying faith comes by hearing 
hearing the word of God. Mm -hmm. So I am coming to test what you heard mm. to see if what you heard is actually va valid, right? And bearing fruit. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Amen. All right. So I just want to pull something really quickly out of uh, Solomon's prayer for the temple. So we don't really want to get into that because we have so much meat to cover. But when I was reading in my own personal devotional time, um, there was a day that I was reading about um, how Solomon had built the temple of the Lord, and then he goes to pray to dedicate this temple. And oftentimes in our society, Christian realm, um, in the natural world, we often will quote the scripture, if my people who are called mm -hmm. by my name will humble themselves and see pray and seek my face, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So we, see, we say this prayer, however, the context that that prayer comes from is from Solomon's dedication to the temple. Mm -hmm. And then all of this is actually what Solomon prayed to the Lord first. And then the Lord responded and said mm -hmm. this to Solomon because the, Solomon said that first. Yeah. So if you will go in your own time to 1 Kings and 2 Chronicles, um, Solomon does that prayer. So go to the chapter before that verse comes, and then you will see that Solomon said this. So what I gleaned from all of that to just make this um, short and sweet is that Solomon put a request before the Lord. When we pray to God, what is our expectation of prayer? We pray so that what? The Lord will hear. Hmm. When the Lord hears, we want him to accept our prayer, which means he received it. Hmm. And then thirdly, we want him to do something in response of the prayer and the request that yeah. we have, right? Yeah. So all of that to say, if we as humans have such an expectation of the Lord when we pray mm -hmm. for him to hear us and to act by doing something, then how much more the Lord expect us to hear him, his word, his people, his representatives, receive his word, and then follow through with obedience? Wow. We done. <laughs> <laughs> That's not to, not to <laughs> Which is where the trial all stems from, we'll right? See you July. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Thanks for being here today. <laughs> Man. Wow. Yeah. 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 That's, that's good. <laughs> so I just have kind of like three categories that I want to briefly get into before we really uh, dive into the other aspect of man's trial. Um, First of all, is solicited examination. So there are points in time where we as people consciously and subconsciously um, seek the Lord or solicit the progress reports from the mm -hmm. Lord, right? So we'll say, according to Psalms 26 and 2, um, Psalm 139 and 23, Lord, examine me and try me. Test my heart and my mind. Mm -hmm. So in that moment, when you are reading the word or when you are, are adopting this as your prayer, you are asking the Lord to test me, mm -hmm. to try me. Yeah. You are inviting God to say at this point in time, Lord, test my heart and my mind. Mm -hmm. um, if I am found in you from the faith that I claim that I have, I need you to let me know so that you can reveal to me where I'm at. This is mm -hmm. a progress report mm -hmm. to see if I'm really in the faith. Paul talks about it. Examine yourselves to see if you mm -hmm. be in the faith, right? Mm -hmm. So... Um, also along with that, Jeremiah 17 and 10 says, I, the Lord search and examine the mind. I test the heart to give each man according to his ways, according to the results of his deeds. Mm -hmm. Um, first Corinthians three thirteen it says each one's work will be clearly shown for what it is for the day will disclose it because it is to be revealed with fire and the fire will test the quality and character and worth of each person's work. That in itself, you have literally said to the Lord that you are open to the fire testing your work mm. and you don't always get a choice of what that fire looks like 
how that fire comes and how when that fire comes. Yeah. Exactly. You don't get to say, okay, when we turn the dial in the oven, 500 degrees, yeah. 375, <laughs> yeah, yeah, 250, yeah. you don't right. get that luxury because you have said, Lord, test me, examine me, mm-hmm. you know, see where I'm at because you're asking the Lord to mm-hmm. test where you're at, yeah. right? At that it's point like when in time. you tell somebody, hey, critique me, you know, let me know what you think about this. Don't yes. Be nice though. <laughs> <laughs> don't get mad when I tell you, you the like real. like it though. I mean, yeah, let me know. Yes. You know, yeah, yeah. Yes. So then that leads into the second layer, which is pop quiz. Pop quiz is now that you've invited the Lord to examine you, you've asked the Lord to test your ways. Now, okay, I'm going to do that, but it's going to be a pop quiz. So Mm. when you come to class, you didn't know he was going to have a test today, Mm. right? (laughs) So Mm. then this is where 1 Peter 4 and 12 says, Beloved, do not be surprised at the fiery trial or ordeal, which is taking place to test you. That is to test the quality of your faith as though something strange or unusual mm. were happening to you. As we go through trials in life, we talked about this a little bit in James. We talked about it a little bit in some other episodes where when tests and trials come, sometimes we totally act like they're unrelated to our walk in the Lord and mm. our, our faith. And really it's saying, don't be surprised when stuff happens because those things are being used to test your faith, mm. to see where you really are at, right? Because mm. if you proclaim that the Lord was my provider, the Lord is my healer, X, Y, and Z, okay, well, the time of testing is here mm. to see if you really believe the mm. Lord is going to provide for you, mm. right? Are you still going to be singing that Jehovah Jireh? Mm. <laughs> or are, is he only your provider when there's money in the bank? Yeah, wow. Right? He's not your provider when you have it, he needs to be your provider when you don't have it mm. until you have it again. Yeah. So that's that's why he can say, Paul, I have learned to basically be content in any state where I'm at. I have had nothing and I've had something. So I know how to lack and I know how to abound. Mm. And in all things, I can still be content and praise God and all those things that we're supposed to do. Wow. We can't just praise him when we just have the abundance, but we also should be equally praiseworthy and thankful when we're in the lack, but still trusting God with thanksgiving while we're praying for the other stuff. That's good. So let me, let me (laughs) kind of, I guess, bring an illustration to something that was coming to me. So it says that is to test the quality of your faith. So it's not saying to test if you have faith. So I guess just think about it like this. So you have a shirt, you have a clean shirt or a dirty shirt. Like we're not out here asking, is there a faith? Like that's been established. But the fact is like, would you go out with a dirty shirt? So as we're thinking about quality, we're thinking, what is that recognizing? Like we're pointing to the fact that, okay, your faith is there. And because of the fact that now, is it shown worthy? Is it shown <laughs> as of high quality? If not, I'm going to take that to the laundromat. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> because <laughs> we're not, we've already established the fact that it's a shirt, <laughs> but uh-huh. we want you to go out clean, right? So right. that quality is like, hey, you're going through these things because there's a... a there's a purpose to you being tested. I'm, I'm wanting to bring something out of that mm-hmm. situation. So, again, don't be surprised because the, the the tendency of this is like there's going to be something that you're actually going to be produced. There's a maturation to this test, not just like, ah, well, hey, I just wanted to see if you <laughs> if you was about it. No, I'm letting you know like there's a quality that if you don't have, we're gonna get it now because the test is here. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So your exam, your example with the shirts brought me to the preceding verse in that Corinthians that I read. Hmm. So it says in verse 11 and 12, I'll just read those. For other foundation can no man lay than that is laid, which is Jesus Christ. Now, if any man build upon this foundation, gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, stubble. Then the verse I just said, 
Okay, so we're just gonna focus on gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, stubble. You said quality of our faith. Mm. So we have faith, but is yours built of wood, hay, and stubble so that when the fire comes, those are gonna burn up? Because mm. wood is consumable. Mm. Hay is consumable. Right. Stubble is consumable. Yeah. But if it's gold, silver, and precious stones, what does the Bible talk about our faith being what? As mm. pure gold, mm. precious as silver, and we're refined mm. as silver yes. and gold. That's the word. Right? right there. It's refined as opposed to burned and discarded because that no longer exists. <laughs> Something that is, is flammable will be gone away. Yes. Right? <laughs> as yes. opposed to something that can with, withstand. It's being tried by fire, but yes. it's also being... It's rising up. Yes. <laughs> and then on top of that, <laughs> so with the silver and gold, mm. it says he purifies it seven times mm. again and again and again. Why? Because every time he runs it through, more impurities come up to the surface. Mm. So I got to take the dross off. Let me burn it up again. And that is the Let point me take the dross off. He wants to recognize the impurities so that you can mm. purge. Mm. Yes. Mm. <laughs> yes. So that leads us to first Peter one and seven, where he says, these trials will show that your faith is genuine. Mm. It is being tested as fire tests and purifies. Mm. So it's not just testing to see where you're at, but it's also purifying you as gold, though your faith is far more precious than mere mm. gold. So when your faith remains strong through many trials, mm. okay, it will bring you much praise and glory and honor on the day when Jesus Christ is revealed to the whole world. Wow. <laughs> yeah, when, you, when you put yourself in the, in the shoes of that process like it really makes it solidifies like okay i know what you're doing i know why you're doing this then we can go to james where we count it all joy right mm -hmm. because we know that these things are producing these things so mm -hmm. if you can meditate on that okay guys like yeah i'm going through something but what are you refining what are you building as a result of that because if you know that your foundation is secure if you know that your foundation is christ then you'll accept this as okay Something's happening. Like, let me let me try to consider what it is the Lord is doing as opposed to like, oh, here's another day, I guess. You know, what was me? I got a, there's another situation. You have a different mindset when you realize that that's producing something. Mm -hmm. So that's good. Yeah. That's good. <laughs> so my final thing before I pass it over to you to really bring us into like the human version of trying is Exodus and the children of Israel. Because if you recall when... The children of Israel were delivered out of Egypt. Two months later, it didn't take them much long, much time to really start wanting to go back. Mm. Okay. Not being grateful that the Lord delivered them and saved them. But something from that story always brings me back when I think about God trying us and proving our faith and see if we'll obey him. So when you look at Exodus chapter 16, um, starting in verse two, it says the whole congregation of the children of Israel murmured against Moses and Aaron in the wilderness. Um, Basically, they were complaining about how they wanted to go back to Egypt. They were tired of eating what they um, had to eat, were not having what they wanted to eat from what was so good in Egypt, even though they were just crying for 400 years yeah, yeah. and everything was so bad and miserable. <laughs> but we will bring all that up, okay? But now they're complaining that they're going to die of hunger. Verse 4, it says, The Lord said to Moses, Behold, I will rain bread from heaven for you, and the people shall go out and gather a certain rate every day that I may prove them, a.k.a. test them, try them, whether they will walk in my law or not. So in other words, God is saying, I'm going to feed y'all and I'm going to give you a certain amount of how much you can go collect because I'm going to test you to see whether or not you obey what I said. Mm. Hear, mm. receive, obey. Yes. You can read that whole chapter because it's very good. <laughs> 
Exodus chapter 16. But I just wanted to say that as just another way of telling you that um, not only is it just a trial of where your faith is at, but sometimes we're also being tried in our obedience. Will mm-hmm. we obey what the Lord has said? And their instructions at that time were not given from thundered from heaven like the Lord is saying this and that. He had two spokespersons, which were Moses and Aaron. They told y'all what the Lord said. They told y'all what the Lord is commanding of us and he's wanting us to do. Fast forward to this day, David, so-and-so, so-and-so, her bro, his sis is telling y'all what thus saith the Lord. Your pastors are telling y'all what thus saith the Lord. Whoever, whoever it is, I want to see if you're going to hear, receive, and obey. So now, would you please give us some insight and information about human trying? No, we don't. We don't. <laughs> I just took my notes. We, hey, all the call. <laughs> wow. Um, huh. Yeah, how do we even transition? Because uh, you know, it's almost like, you know, as we get into man, it's like, you know, it's, it's really that proving of like, okay, we got to really consider what you just said as we look at the state of our, our human nature. So, right. Um, yeah, to, to try, um, you know, we know it as, um, in the human sense, it's just to simply just give effort or just exert energy, right? So we hear people say, you know, I'll try this, you know. Um, so just a few, you know, you mentioned, you know, Webster's Dictionary, so I got a few Webster's myself. Um, so it's to attempt to do, to test the effect or result of, or to endeavor to evaluate by experiment or experience. Mm-hmm. So one thing that that really just spoke to me as we think about just an attempt is, Trying is not a state of being. So you just spit this whole entire time saying, here, receive, obey. You're not being obedient in a trial because mm-hmm. you're just, you're still like just testing the waters. Like, should I do it? Should I go? You know what I'm right. saying? Like I think about sticking my, my foot in the pool. Like, I'm just going to try to see if it's, if it's warm enough because mm-hmm. I'm not jumping into ice cold water. Right. Like, <laughs> like that's trying. Like, yes. But then once you jump in, that's when you, you actually yes. doing. So, right. uh, you know, I think about, you know, just trying a new food, like, we're we're still in that experimental phase, you know, mm-hmm. and we titled this trial period. Like we're still in that phase of like I'm gonna just you know I'm I'm testing right. I'm mm-hmm. just seeing if this is what I want to do mm-hmm. before I do it mm-hmm. right before I commit. Um, it's so our our man's trial is temporary and contingent on our own desires. So it's not concrete and it doesn't spell commitment. Um, so I would just challenge us, you know, just switch the words. So instead of saying I'll try to eat this, just say I'll eat this right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like we have to begin to understand that like we're actually putting the word try in front of a, a verb that's already active. Right? <laughs> so, <laughs> that so, is, that's good. So, so we're saying like, like, just give a couple examples. Like, you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm going to try to call you. Like, <laughs> like I'm going to call you, right? <laughs> like, why are we putting an attempt of, of an actual active verb right. instead of just like, we're putting two verbs in there. So I'm trying to call you. I will call you. Yeah. Like, just do, just go on and do Why it. Why are we right? adding more to the thing that we... That we're adding more words than even necessary. Like, that's actually more yeah. words. I will call you. I will try to call yeah. you. And I, I mean, we're actually putting more effort in something that already requires effort. So we're going to say, I'm going to try to make an effort to do the effort. <laughs> the thing that requires effort. Like, <laughs> like, I'm putting more effort on the trial than the actual action like i'm gonna try to call you which means all this other stuff that's in front of the actual action i have to try all this stuff to make this but see here's here's where it lies you're saying that and that is also true but what that lies in is the fact that your effort of the effort is an excuse yes because you 
they, you lack the desire to actually do it. Mm-hmm. So you're basically setting yourself up for them to accept your not following through with something because you already mm-hmm. don't want to do it. But instead of you just outright saying, I'm not going to call you, I'll try to call you means translation. I'm not calling I, you. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so at least when you don't hear me call you or you see that I didn't call you, you're not mad because I already told you I'm going to try mm-hmm. To do it, and I didn't promise that I would. Yes. So that trial, we puffed it up by basically saying, like, you know, I got all these other things. Yeah. So it doesn't happen. Like you knew I was grinding, so don't even worry about it. So we're we're praising someone's non-compliance. <laughs> and that's <laughs> that's so messed up because even when you talked about food, and I think we talked about this recently, people already know in their mind they will already make up their mind when like they are closed-minded to trying new foods. So like for example, I despise sweet potatoes for mm-hmm. the longest time. We grew up around a family that most people in our family enjoy sweet potatoes. I just was not a fan of them. Mm-hmm. I just did not enjoy the taste of them. To this day, I do eat them now because I gave it another chance by trying again. Mm-hmm. Okay. But there are some times that I have been with people, friends in the past, where I would try to offer them um, certain foods to give a sample to, to see if, hey, you want to broaden your horizons? Like, mm-hmm. have you ever had this before? Give it a try. Have you considered? Right, exactly. <laughs> so I'm trying to introduce you to something, just like we try to introduce you to the Lord, but that's another, mm-hmm. you know, we'll keep that till later. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I'm trying to offer you something for you to try to add to yourself, but sometimes we come with the approach that I already don't like it before you even try it. Mm. So if you come with the approach that you don't like it, one of two things are going to happen. I already know I don't like it without trying it, so I'm not going to do it because I know it's nasty. Even though you didn't taste it, mm. you have this in your mind fixed mm. and no one can tell you anything. So A, I'm immediately not doing it. So that you just shut it down. B, you still have that fix in your mind, but you're willing to just go ahead and pacify someone. So you'll take a little you know, dollop like this and go ahead and still not even give it the chance, put it in your mouth, immediately say you don't like it so you just rejected it but at least i did it so i don't have Mm -hmm. to ever do it again Mm -hmm. or you're not gonna try hard right (laughs) so you just you didn't come with a like an openness to be Mm -hmm. like i really just want to see what this is really like like let me just actually get a whole spoonful right here Mm -hmm. boom like i don't have any negative thoughts in advance like i'm you know even if i did i'm gonna erase the slate and just really act like this is the first experience and boom Mm -hmm. okay you know okay Mm -hmm. I i can do this yeah so that's what it makes me think of when you're saying that I'm going to try, try, to try, to try. Like, yeah. no, you so, are setting no. yourself up to yeah. just say, I don't want to do it. Yeah. And just accept my not mm. want to do it, but don't come at me negatively because I just don't want to outright say yes. no. So, so consider this. In trying, you haven't yet made the decision to commit, as you're saying. So there's still room to back out, usually without penalty because of the lack of commitment. So because there's no commitment... When you didn't do it, nobody was mad at you because it's like, hey, like I was already letting you know it was a trial. You know what I'm like, <laughs> I, I said I was going to try to make it. So when I don't make it, I never said I was going to make it. I said I was going to try to make it. And right? see, that right so, there gets me so much because in in our lives, I have often told you it's not hard because you already mm-hmm. know when you hear something, whether you really want to do it or whether you really want to go or not. So when someone invites you somewhere, you immediately know in that instant, mm-hmm. like, I want to go as long as I'm able to make things work. Like, yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Like, boom. But as soon as you hear it and you're really not like, it's, it's instantaneous. It's not mm-hmm. like you have to go and pray about it, fast mm-hmm. and pray mm-hmm. about it. Like, let me think you immediately know if you're interested or not. And mm-hmm. so then we have all this, well, I'm going to, I'm going to try to see, 
Do you ever actually yes. try to yeah, see? Yeah. You really don't. Like, your calendar right now. Right, you know what like, you right. Yeah. like, call, call yeah. your boss. Yeah. Call your babysitter. Like, call your husband. Yeah. Call your wife. Like, right now. Yeah. You and just even, don't want to And even it. in that, like, we'd be using that. We'd be like, I, let, let me pray about that. Like, that's just giving you an out, like, okay, the Lord said I can't do that. Did you actually pray, though? Because how many times do we go back yeah, to the person, like, yeah, did you pray? Yeah, or do you just take yeah, their word for it? Because, yeah, I mean, clearly, like... <laughs> What are we doing with that? Yeah, like, let me just see if, if God is, is co-signing with that. Like, we know what his word already says. Like, we know what he's co-signing with. Like, we don't have to. It's what you're doing of God. I wouldn't have asked you if it wasn't of God, so we already know off that top. Like, I ain't asking you to sin. Thank you. You pray about nothing. <laughs> let me see if it's the Lord's will for me to read his word. if I do this Bible study. What? <laughs> do you want to go to Bible study or not? Are you hungry? If you was hungry, you'd be like, yeah, I'm there. You know what I'm saying? Come I don't know on. if I can fit that in my schedule. You know, I mean, my kids have so much going on and... You know, as a household, I just don't know if that will work out for us. Um, what if I ask you to go to Chipotle right now? You'd be like, oh, yeah, you know, I got some time here. Or the club. Yeah. Or a party. <laughs> or what else is your fancy? Like, yeah. the new hottest movie? I mean, oh, you have time for that. You can find mm-hmm. a sitter for that, mm-hmm. but you can't find a sitter for... Oh, you ain't trying it. Right. No, no we're doing that. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Wow. So... Mm. <sighs> That's so good. So let me go to do then. Uh, we, you know, we can we can belabor try, but um, to do is to perform an act, a duty, or a role. To execute, to accomplish, and this is my favorite: to accomplish, finish, or complete. Um, so when we talk about the difference between to try and to do, to try is just to give it an attempt, mm-hmm. right? To do is to have a determination of the fulfillment of the effort. So you're basically saying like, I have to see this all the way to the end. So again, I'm gonna try to call you. Like you're gonna make an attempt to see if you can actually make that right. call. But if you say, I'm going to call you, like, you're actually, you're determined to say, like, I'm going to call you. Mm-hmm. Like, there's actually going to be, okay, I got to call him. T- I said I was going to call him, so by 8 o'clock tonight, I need to make sure that happens. So what am I doing before then? Like, you're already in your mind, even though that's mm-hmm. not all what you're hearing. But yeah. in the back of my mind, like, I'm already saying, okay, let me set this reminder. Let me do this or that because I got to make sure I call today. Mm-hmm. So when you say try, like, if you forget, oh, yeah, I just forgot. Okay, but I tried. Because I said, I said, just by me saying that out of my mouth, I'm going to try to call you. That's all. That was all the attempt I needed, yes. just by simply saying that. So sometimes we got to think about that. Yeah. Uh, and that brings me to this, this point of, you know, when people say, like, you know, oh, just try your best, you know, just or, or do your best. Like, is there a difference between those two? Like, even when we say it in that sense. And I think, um, you know, to even say if that's the same, because I think the world would say that those two are the same, right? Mm-hmm. But... Obviously, already defining what try and do is like we can't say they are. So, right. what it comes down to is what is our best, and our best is our maximum effort, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, to try means that you'll give a more concerted effort. If you're saying you're trying your best, you're going to give a more concerted effort to make an attempt, which is the key word. Yet, it's still a doubt of whether or not it will happen, or that you will actually perform optimally given the trying circumstances. Wow. So again, you're putting something in front of that, which is the reason why you're trying, because you're saying already by saying it's an attempt. There's something in front of that impeding me from actually saying, I'm just going to go ahead and do it. Mm-hmm. Whether it's internal or it's actual things that you're putting in front of it, saying I'm too busy or I'm this or that. There's something that's prohibiting you from just saying, I'm just going to go ahead and just do that. Right. Internal or external. So you got to wow. recognize that. Um, and then do your best says that you are declaring that you're putting forth maximum effort to accomplish a task, giving your all to see it through, even if it doesn't produce optimal results. Mm. So the point is... You can't perform optimally if you're trying because there's something in front of you that's trying you, which is difficult. Whereas doing, like, regardless of the results, optimal or otherwise, you're saying, I'm going to do it because I already committed to saying I'm going to do that. So mm-hmm. one is contingent on your effort or your desire. The other one is, it doesn't matter because I said I'm going to do that. Mm-hmm. So those are the two things. Um, and trying 
looks at the outcome. I'll do it if it benefits me. And doing looks at the obedience, which goes back to what you were saying about the Israelites. Like, where wow. is our obedience? We're being tested to see whether or not we're going to be obedient in that. Um, wow. What are, what are your thoughts on that? <laughs> the, the main thing that came to me as you were speaking that was, what is our best? And Cain and Abel. Hmm. And not the subsequent murder that happened, but the, the fact that one presented one offering that was actually his best and the other one just presented an offering. Mm. And so sometimes we do stuff and we think just because we did something that, I mean, this was, it, that, that, that they all are the best, but it's not. And so <clears throat> we get upset when the one where it's clearly like respected because God respected the offering of the one that actually gave a, the best offering. Mm -hmm. And the other one that just clearly like, so you just going to just give me anything? And so when we look at ourselves as churchgoers, mm. I'll just say churchgoers, not everybody going to church is offering the Lord their best in going to church. You come to church, look at any kind of way. That's fine. Come as you are. All right. Once you get here, what are you doing in here, though? Mm -hmm. Are you lifting mm -hmm. up hands? Yes. Are we clapping? Yes. Are we singing the songs? Mm -hmm. Are we praising the Lord? Are we just sitting there like... Can we barely stay awake through the service? Are we on the phone scrolling? Like, what are we doing? But are we just trying to say, like, at least we came. So the Lord should just, like, that's the best I could do. Mm -hmm. And that's supposed to be matched up with someone who's really getting it in, who really wants to be there, who really, like, mm -hmm. is praising the, the Lord. Yes. yes. Like, so that to mm -hmm. me is just, like, what I was getting out of what you were saying is mm -hmm. that we have to really acknowledge that what is... We all have the capacity to actually give the best of what we have internally because there is somewhere and some channel in life that is getting your best. They're getting your best energy. They're getting your best effort. And so if the Lord's not getting it, some other network in your life is getting your best. It's just not him. So that's what came to me as you were talking about that. That's good. And as you say that, uh, that kind of just takes me to you know this point of like, what God's testing is. So we already established that God's testing produces patience. Man's trying produces doubt. Uh, so God, when he tests us, and you already mentioned it, is, is like him giving us a test of something that we've already produced to see whether or not we're going to <laughs> succeed in that. If we don't, then obviously that's where the refining comes in. There's the pruning. Okay, because I want you to bear more fruit. Mm -hmm. So it, it forces us to take that as an evaluation for growth and a measurement to say, okay, like, let me utilize what has already been birthed in me. So if it's to say, like, this is what I have stored up because it's the trying of my faith, my faith now has to be used <laughs> when that testing comes. And, and I like the definition of submission that I heard one time is, is submission doesn't exist until there's a problem. Mm. Because I'm not submitting to you if it's something I'm, I'm down with. Like, hey, y'all want to go eat pizza? I love pizza. And there's no submission there. <laughs> I'm saying, let's do that. But if I say, hey, y'all want to go eat chitlins? If I'm not down with chitlins, I'm like, I mean, I have to submit because if that's where the group is going. So submission only happens when there's a disagreement or a problem. Yeah. So when we think about even submitting to the Lord, like you're having to surrender to yourself, mm -hmm. which is submission, right? Yeah. Uh, and so man's trial, and this is why this is, is so profound, is because man's trial pushes us to reject what is difficult or makes us uncomfortable or happy. So we're mm -hmm. not willing to try something that is difficult for us or like, nah, I'm not really with that. We're not asking you to try Jesus anymore. If you're already in, like, mm -hmm. the, the trial period is over. Like, mm -hmm. you've already established the fact that God was good. So, like, since you're in here, 
We're not trying no more. You can't tell God I'm trying. Like I'm still seeing if you if you're worthy of my praise. Like, no, you didn't already establish the fact that he was worthy. That's when you accepted him. That's when you surrendered. So the surrender or the submission was already accepted as salvation. You're no longer surrendering and submitting something that you've already said you submitted because you you can't say I'm trying to submit. So what is you know that? So what it, what you're saying qualify where people okay you're in here so called right mm-hmm. we're in him we're in Christ the people that say I'm trying to stop cussing I'm trying to stop whatever these other carnal nature attributes that they still have the Lord's still working on me mm-hmm. what is the Lord doing because the Lord is not the one that is literally like yes it says set a watch over my mouth but are you letting him literally like watch mm-hmm. your mouth mm-hmm. because that's an active part on yourself and as I've often said you know how to watch your mouth in certain situations mm-hmm. like if whether you respect little kids whether you respect elderly whether you can't cuss on your job mm-hmm. whoever it is there is a setting that you know that you can't be off the hook in certain places mm-hmm. so in those places if you're able to do it that means you have the capacity to watch yourself which yes. means the lord don't have to put no muzzle on you you have to do that mm-hmm. and you have to surrender and submit and agree to that process mm-hmm. of submitting entirely mm-hmm. and fully to the lord mm-hmm in the working of his spirit. Yeah. So and, that falls in line, right? Yeah, and that's where the, the spirit comes in because at that point, like you do have to submit to if the spirit is working on it because for me, like if the spirit's working on me, there's going to be a conviction. Oh, okay, I just did that. Like if you're saying like, I can have a filter here at work, but then if I'm with my boys and hey, we just want to do whatever, if there's a course joke that happens, what happens to me at that particular moment in time? Because have, if I've stored that up, that faith up, what is going to happen is there's now a conflict between what my spirit man says and what my flesh says. Mm-hmm. So what am I doing with that information when that comes? So if you're you're now grieving the spirit, if yes. you're saying that that situation happened and you didn't listen, <laughs> right. because there's an effort now that has to happen, which is, well, I don't want to be the uncomfortable one. Or I don't want to be the one that doesn't want to be involved. No, you there. The spirit would have joined you in that mission yes. if you're of the Lord, right. right? So you can't say, oh, well, I didn't get the prompting or, oh, yeah, he's still working on me. He's working on you because he's there with you saying, hey, you need to get on out right. or you need to shut your trap. You know what I'm saying? And if you didn't, then that's when he's like, okay, you know what? I'm slowly backing up because you apparently chosen to say this is where I'm at. This exactly. is my name. So you're not going to feel him as strongly if you continue to just not follow that, that prompting. And that's where we grieve the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, that goes back to our trying like, we don't want to do anything that's uncomfortable or makes us unhappy because we're flesh, which means now we're surrendering to our flesh. Again, what you said, like we're giving our best somewhere. Mm-hmm. We're not willing to deny ourselves, as we talked about in, in a previous podcast. So this is so important because I think I think about the outcome and the fact that like we have such a temporary mindset when it comes to the things of God. Like we don't see the fact that like Revelation has been written. <laughs> like, like we know the fact that God is victorious. So when we're sitting here thinking about these trials and all these temporary situations, like we have to realize that this is, this is futile. Like this is finite. Like this stuff is going to disappear. It's going to pass away. Like we're moving on to glory, and when a situation happens, we act like glory no longer exists. Like we don't see the glory of God. Still, mm-hmm. like okay, Lord, like you're still here. Like I'm, I'm still, I still have an eternal hope. Like I'm looking, my eyes are, are upon the hills from whence comes my help. Mm-hmm. Like we, we're here. Like okay, this is my situation. Like this is all I have. I don't know what to do. And then we end up going fleshy because we're looking at flesh. Like, we have our, our eyes down instead of our eyes up. So mm-hmm. the fact that there's such a, a, a temporary mindset and the fact that we can't see God is is what baffles me. And, and there's a scripture that I wanted to point out in Colossians chapter 1, verse 9 through 11. And it says, And so from the day we heard, we have not ceased to pray for you. 
obviously this is Paul, asking that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will and all spiritual wisdom and understanding. First word was filled, mm -hmm. so as to walk in a manner worthy of the Lord. Walking is an action, mm -hmm. fully pleasing to him. So if you're filled and you're walking, you're going to be fully pleasing to him. Bearing fruit, another action, and every good work, and increasing, another action, mm -hmm. in the knowledge of God. Being strengthened, another action, mm -hmm. with all power, according, and where does all that power come from? To his glorious might, mm -hmm. for all endurance and patience with joy. So, mm -hmm. you're going to encounter difficulties. Like, it's not right. saying, hey, like, you submitted to Christ, like, everything is off the table. Right. Like, you're going to encounter the same things your counterparts in the world are. The issue with that is that God has strengthened you, first of all, with power, but then... Mm -hmm. He's giving you endurance and patience with joy to go through those situations. Right. So that's the fact that we have to realize that there is something in us that God has already given us and declared, like, walk with me. Mm -hmm. Trust me. Yeah. These things are not going to be perfect and peachy, but, like, I'm going to give you the endurance and the mm -hmm. strength that you need to walk through this. You don't have to worry about, oh, I'm still trying the Lord. Like, if you tried him and saw that everything was gravy and that he is with you, when you have these, that's that's why we have trials. Like, even in going through one trial, what happens when you go through the second one? You realize, like, I was with you in the first yes. one, so why am I fretting the second one? Right. Or the third one, or the th 300th one. So, like, that's even faith in and of itself of realizing, like, I'm bringing you to these situations mm -hmm. to let you know, like, I'm still present. Mm -hmm. Like, ain't nothing changed, right. good or bad. We're the ones who change in the bad situations. Mm -hmm. So that's what we have to think about. And then just real quick, just going to, to verse 21 and 23, because I think it highlights the, the, the two is... <laughs> How you said that we give our best, and that was so profound, is it says, and you who once were alienated <laughs> and hostile in mind, doing evil deeds, right? Oh my God! <laughs> like we once was wild, and we once was we wasn't trying. We was we living our best life. We was out there, like we wasn't like I'm gonna try to do evil. We were to try to sin. I actually you know said, yeah, there was no, it wasn't effortless. You know oh saying? my gosh! But then it says he has now reconciled in his body of, of flesh by his death. In order to present you holy and blameless and above reproach before him, if indeed you continue in the faith, stable and steadfast, not shifting from the hope of the gospel that you heard, which has been proclaimed in all creation under heaven, and of which I, Paul, became a minister. So the point that I wanted to get at is, in verse 21, it says you were doing evil deeds, mm -hmm. full on effort. But what were the first two words of that? And you. <laughs> like this ain't your bro, you know what I'm saying? This was us too. Like we once were that person doing evil deeds, and now we are the person who's supposed to be in, ver in verses nine to eleven. So he's like saying, realize and recognize you used to be there, and you mm -hmm. was you was giving it full on effort. Exactly that same effort, like you said, the capacity is there. Mm -hmm. Maintain that same capacity, but furthermore, I'm with you to help you maintain mm -hmm. that capacity. So where are you at with it? So this is so yeah. good. <laughs> so I'm just gonna try to keep mine, so we could keep going, but. So number one, I want to say that when you were talking about the first part of the Colossians 9 through 11, and when you were talking about like going through the trials with the Lord, right? He's with, he was with the Hebrew boys in the fire. Like they physically, mm -hmm. he was physically in the fire yeah, with them, even to where the, the uh, Nebuchadnezzar could see someone else was in there. And he said, it looked like the Lord. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, so I say that to say that we don't just go through trials and tests once we're in God. We were already going through it even outside of God, but not necessarily t trials and tests of faith. Like life itself tests and tries us. Like we just go through trials no matter what. Um, however, when you're not in the Lord, God does not owe you help. Mm. So it's like we have life insurance once we're in him. And now he's like, I got you. I'm co You're covered once we cross over. So we should be all the more like 
you often talk about the fact that we have hope once we're in him. And when we're not in him, we don't have hope. So when we're going through, like we're looking for all whatever, and we're just kind of like aimlessly walking through life and walking through troubles and going through all these things. Um, but the troubles are not producing patience. The troubles are not producing endurance. Mm. All those things are not producing anything else in us of anything good except continued misery and trouble and depression and whatever else you want to mount on that. But once we're in God, now when we start to go through things, they have a purpose, they have a mission, and they're actually building us. Um, So that's one thing I wanted to put in there. And then the second thing I wanted to say is that even on a natural level, if you just speak about education in general, what institution of education allows you to to learn information and does not test your knowledge Mm. of that information? You have to go through mm. tests. And so if we have to submit to those tests, how do we prepare ourselves for those tests? Mm. You think you just hear your lecture one time and you just like, yep, I'm good for it. Take notes. Mm. Write reminders. Mm. Read the, the word, yeah. right? Like <laughs> you have to bathe yourself in those things, especially of thing, and especially when you don't know what's on the test. Like, remember, there was a point in time where Mm. we never knew what was going to be on the test. We just knew it would be on this chapter or these several chapters, Mm. whatever. But you didn't know specifically, like, here's a cheat sheet of everything that's going to be on the test. Boom. But then fast forward some years, then they started saying, like, here's a cheat sheet of what will be on the test or of these things. These are potential things that will be on the test. So then it's more targeted to help you pass. Mm. Right. But the, the people who really were in there was like, look, we covering all this this mm. book because we don't know what's going to be in here. So we got to have ourselves well prepared and well acquainted with this material so that when the test comes, we get answer accordingly mm. to pass the test. That is such a good point because when you talk about we're going to give you basically like all you have to do is memorize this. There is no effort in pulling anything out because anybody can just read something. And if you have good recall... Muscle all memory, you, all last podcast. All you're doing last is just saying, episode. okay, I can remember this, but you're going to forget it so easy because it's not something that was stored up in you. It's just something that you're like, okay, you're pointing me directly to where I need to go. Oh, yeah, I can answer that question correctly. Yes. Because I saw that somewhere else. So all you're doing really, and it don't even really, in a deep sense, have to be muscle memory because all you have to do is, oh, I saw that real quick. Like, we can mm-hmm. memorize a song by hearing it one time, right? Yeah. And it's not necessarily like extens- extensive muscle memory, but our brain was active, right, in mm-hmm. that situation. So like... If we think about the fact that we want to see like true muscle memory that's faith-led, yes. what did I give you? And what did you store in yourself? So that way when this test comes, like, oh, yeah, I studied that. Like, I was in there with that. I passed. Mm-hmm. Not, oh, you gave me everything and I just was able to remember and recall and yeah. where it's going to go after that. Because you have no yeah. propensity to want to keep it because it wasn't something you chose to learn. Mm. Mm. But the thing you said <laughs> at the beginning was you were talking about the Hebrew boys. And this is what I wrote is... You know how Nebuchadnezzar said that the fourth man looked like the Lord. So when you go through a trial, when you're in the fire, do people know that the Lord is with you? Wow. Do people, like, because people can see you going through stuff. What is your response to the world? Like, what is is your display to the world when people see somebody else with you? Like, how did you respond? Oh, that's all that dude. He was going through this and he was cussing. He was depressed. He was this and that. He left the church. But he was supposed to be in the Lord. Yes. So... If they can look at you, because there was no hope for them three dudes when they walked in there, right? They was like, oh, these dudes about to die, right? But what what was the display once they got in there? Mm-hmm. They saw Christ. Yeah. They didn't see three dudes. They saw four, and they mm-hmm. saw somebody that, that looked like the Lord. <laughs> so in that situation, like, do people know that, that we walk with God? Do people know that God is with us? Because mm-hmm. 
when they see us, they should see that fourth man. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And and if they don't, then that should should drive you to want to check what it is that you're doing and what you have stored up because what comes out of you is out of the abundance of the heart, mm-hmm. your mouth speaks. Whatever comes out should be <laughs> through your faith, yeah. right? And if it's not, that's a good indicator or a good litmus test of like, what have I been storing up all this time? Even though I was in church, I was hearing the word, I was receiving, but if that obedience doesn't come from the faith in God, all you did was hear. Yes. And the reception never really took shape if you didn't obey. Yeah. <laughs> so see, two things you out of what you said. One is that people should see the Lord with you. And I've often said for years that when we go through things, because I just said that we're going through things no matter what, in and out of Christ. Mm-hmm. But when you're in the Lord, you cannot be the person going through stuff and looking like you're downtrodden, you're beat down, you're depressed, you're hurt, whatever. You can have those moments in your closet with the Lord at home and let him minister to you and help you get through whatever. But if we are supposed to be like the displayers of like God's, right, like we cannot um, afford to be out here looking like the Mm -hmm. same way that we handle going through troubles outside of him or the way that the world is handling things or would handle things. Like then what's the whole purpose of his, his glory is never going to be shown Mm -hmm. because his glory has to be shown through the things that we go through, right? Mm-hmm. So that's the first thing. And then secondly, that in itself, like going, those three going into the fire is just even a test of their faith in the sense that they even said what they said to go in it. Because if I often think about things that I read back then to now and how many believers that say what they say could say what they said and walk into that furnace. Do you know what I mean? Like they said... Like, look, you're the king. Our God can deliver us. He is able to deliver us. But even if he doesn't, we're still not going to bow. We're going to go in here. So they weren't walking in with like, I I hate when people try to add to the word and be like, man, they were fearful when they just didn't say it in the word. Like, it doesn't give us any indication that they were Mm -hmm. fearful. They were at peace in themselves. They were at peace with their God. And they knew like, God is in control. Like, regardless of what happens in the situation, like, we're going to go up in here. The Lord is, the rest is on the Lord, right? Mm -hmm. So even to say that, look, (laughs) you're the king, you're saying what you're saying, our God is able to deliver us. But even if he doesn't, it's not going to cause me to change my response to not have to go in this fire. Mm. And and that, I love that story because this is one thing that never really spoke to me when I first heard it. And I don't know how many people really processed this, but going off of what you just said, like they were confident. And it goes back to verse Corinthians three about the testing. What's in you? Because they actually were escorted to that fire. Mm-hmm. And the dudes that escorted them, which means they were shoulder to shoulder. Perished. You know what I'm saying? Because they didn't have the Lord. So they knew that the Lord was with them. And this is what you, I think you said something about like, God ain't with the with the unbeliever. They had to declare out of their own mouth, God will be with us. Yeah. And God showed up after they got in there. So he wasn't like, hey, I'm going to walk with y'all. Hey, I'm right here, y'all. So just let them know that we're going to be all right. Mm-hmm. Like, he showed up after they went into the fire. They had to declare before they got to the fire, he's here. You know what I'm saying? And he will be there. Yes. So the dudes that didn't have the Lord couldn't even touch the fire. You know what I'm saying? Like, they died. Mm-hmm. What? Mm-hmm. So even in that was like the faith of like, okay, what we didn't declare, we see cats perishing, you know what I'm saying, before they even got there. So now that they're in there, that's when they're now able to, because again, like, and that's why it's so important, like what our testimony is, because 
they declared the testimony by saying, look, like, <laughs> this is our testimony. God will, will protect us. So if he's protecting us, I'm declaring that to you. I'm testifying that. That's for my own spirit, right? Like, I'm saying, hey, the Lord's with me. Now you see the Lord, Matthew 5 and 16. Let your light so shine so that men may see your good works and glorify God. So God showed up for them to be like, so they in there praising yes. God. Like, you hear. You yes. know but that yes. was for everybody else to be like, that's why we praise. So that you can get God. Yes. So we have no idea that like our <laughs> countenance, <laughs> like just like we said last last week, like or last month rather, is our reminder might be someone else's revelation. Mm -hmm. So they was quoting a reminder so for someone else to be the revelation, like, oh man, they were for real when they said like God was gonna protect them. Like mm -hmm. he in there. You see him? Mm hmm Maybe we should follow this brother. So this cat that told us, hey, when I sound this trumpet, it's on. Uh, no, we're going to go ahead and <laughs> we're yes. going to these dudes because I want to be, I want to have that, yes. that when I go through something, like I can have that attitude and that favor. Yeah. So. And just really quick, <laughs> many testimony, like they went into that fire and they came out what? Completely unscathed, mm -hmm. no yes, evidence no, of nothing, fire on them or yes. anything. And so how many of us have the type of faith? And I just want to say, I'm not even going to go back into it because I know I was testifying about it 2020, but you know of certain testimonies that I had from 2020 when everything was like at its peak with the pandemic, mm -hmm. financial, everything going on. And to walk out of a situation, and I mean totally unscathed, just look at that pandemic as, mm -hmm. a, as a fire, right? Totally unscathed, no evidence that you were ever mm -hmm. in it. So there's so many ways that I personally could attest for my life, my own self, that I was them declaring mm -hmm. the Lord mm -hmm. and people were able, that, mm -hmm. that knew me personally, mm -hmm. that could see that what I said, the Lord was with me and you are a witness also. Mm. So like I said, it's not about that, but mm. that is exactly like a modern day <laughs> translation. We're not in physical fires, but like there are certain things that are the symbol symbolic representations of that. And so, yeah, I love that so mm. much. Mm, that's good. It may just made me think, of, I don't know if it's a sermon or a quote, but I didn't see a fireman in your situation. Because you had the fire extinguisher, right? <laughs> <laughs> like we wasn't calling nine one one. You know what I'm saying? Because we knew <laughs> where we could get that that situation extinguished. We had the faith to say like this thing is gonna pass. Like we're able to say like I don't need man. You know what I'm saying? Like I know that that's your job to come in here and try to counsel and give me what you believe is 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 your hope. But unless you're giving me the extinguisher and that's what you handed me, like, don't give me this little fake, false, like, I need Jesus. You yes. know what I'm saying? Like, I know where my hope comes from. Like, give me that. So, man. Yeah. That's good. That's good. Wow. Woo-wee. Oh, my goodness. Well, I, I want to kind of bring us back to um, what are you going to do now mm -hmm. uh, that we've talked about what God's intent for trying is always has been, still is. You've brought it back to what man has redefined it to be, all that. But now what are you going to do now that you hear all of that? And so what the first thing it makes me think of, again, we've already established that, what must I do to be saved? Doing and trying are two different things. So when I think about what must I do to be saved in the, in the Bible, um, that question was not like, what must I try to be mm. saved? It was literally yes. like, what must I actually do <laughs> to be saved? Yeah. Okay. And so um, that question was in Acts 2.38. I think the rich man even asked, mm -hmm. you know, what must I do to inherit eternal life? Not mm -hmm. what, what must I try? The mm -hmm. Lord told him, I want you to sell everything, not try to sell it. I want you to get rid of yeah. everything. <laughs> I want you to forsake all. I want you to follow me. Um, when he approached the disciples, he immediately just said, follow me. There was no explanation about what we're about to do, where we're going. Um, what, like literally just follow me. That's it. You know, and immediately 
actions happen, immediately response happen. And also inaction is an action in itself. So um, just going with Acts 2.38, repent, be baptized, follow me. So repent means you actually have to change your mind, change your thinking. Um, there's not a try in that aspect. It's an actual doing. Um, and then there's evidence of the fact that if you actually repented or not. Be baptized. That's what uh, the response was. Peter's response was, repent, be baptized, every one of you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, be baptized. You don't try to get baptized. You actually go yeah. in water, you know? <laughs> um, so I'm just kind of reiterating that action has to follow when these things are put forth, right? Um, follow me is literally like, come with me right now. As those disciples literally yeah. left their father, yeah. their fishing poles, everything, yeah. and went with the Lord. And then others left and went away sorrowful. Mm-hmm. Like you had brought out that guy, the, the young ruler, the one time, and he was sorrowful because he had a lot of riches. And he was like, I can't do it. Mm-hmm. He didn't tell the Lord that. But by you literally changing your countenance and walking away sorrowful, that lets us know that you did not want to follow the Lord and mm-hmm. you're not going to follow the Lord. Mm-hmm. So that is inaction, which is an action because yeah. you're not following the Lord. Um So doing, again, like you said earlier, does correlate to a definitive activity. Therefore, something has to be done in response when you say, what must I do to be saved? What must I do to inherit? What must I do to have a relationship with the Lord? Like you actually have to do things. So again, when you don't act, um, it's like you cast the words of God behind you. Like I'm, I'm good. I don't need that. I'm not going to do anything with that. I want to pull the scripture, uh, 2 Peter 1 and 10, which says, Therefore, believers, be all the more diligent to make certain about his calling and choosing you. Be sure that your behavior reflects and confirms your relationship with God. I want to say that part again mm-hmm. so that believers can hear, because he said, therefore, believers, mm-hmm. be all the more diligent. So be sure that your behavior, believers, reflects and confirms your relationship with God. For by doing these things, Actively developing these virtues, which are in the first nine verses, you will never stumble in your spiritual growth and live a life that leads others away from sin. Mm. Again, if you do these things actively and developing these virtues that I already established in the previous verses, you will never stumble in your spiritual growth and you will live a life that leads others away from sin. So go ahead and read Second Peter chapter one, the whole ver- the whole chapter. Second Peter chapter one, read one, the whole chapter. One of my favorites. <laughs> one of my favorites. And so I just want to wrap that whole nugget up by saying you don't get credit for trying; you get rewarded for what you do, whether that is a plus or a minus, whether it's negatively or positively. Hmm. So God says that He rewards us for the deeds that we do. So you are rewarded even for evil. It's not going to be good reward, yeah, yeah. but you're going to get a reward for the evil that you do. Just like he said, the wages of sin is death. So like when we work our jobs, we get paid wages. And on our jobs, most of us do not get paid at the end of when you clock out that day. We work for a week or we work for two weeks or we work for whatever period of time. And then we collect wages for the work that we produce. So if you worked well, you get that good paycheck from heaven, right? If your works are good, God is going to reward you with the things that he's told us that the righteous will get for the rewards of their righteousness. But if you have done evil, the wages of sin is death. And we know that that's not going to be a heavenly reward. So, Hmm. um, (laughs) fact. Wow. So many, uh, (laughs) like turns and twists in this, (laughs) but so good. Um, so kind of what I just wanted to add to that real quick is, uh, you know, you talked about following. And so I just like to just keep this contrast 
in front of us because I think it's important for us to realize like it's so subtle how we do these things. Mm-hmm. So again, you said <laughs> Christ said, "Follow me, not try to keep up." <laughs> right? Yeah. <Yes. laughs> you know I'm saying like if you get lost, I guess it's on you. you know what I'm saying like <laughs> so that in itself says wow. like when we say the word try, like we have to get to the point like this is this is the 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 root of this like trials have a period like we call this trial period right like trials have a period point blank like mm-hmm. they have an ending mm-hmm. so if you're trying something at some point like you no longer gonna be trying that exactly like if i say hey try this new dragon fruit like you've never had dragon fruit before mm-hmm. the first time is a trial mm-hmm. the second time you eat that mug you liked it you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like you got to get to that point where like you're no longer trying it like if you gave me something I'm like man this is man this is good and right. i'm still in it I done. committed to yes. like, this is this is me. Right. Like if I see it again, it's going down. Yes. Like so in our faith, like we have to realize like the trial period is over. Like we already done committed. So if you followed Christ, you're not now just trying to keep up. You're okay, like he right there. Yes. Like I'm running. You know what I'm Cause like he's I'm following him. Like just like if I'm following a car and I don't know where he's going, so obviously he's my direction. Right. So if he's my direction, if I gotta speed up, if I gotta weave around yeah. folk, you know what I'm saying? That's good. Keep my eyes like Hey, a car got in front of me. I got right. to see my, so I exactly. can see him. Like we're doing that, right? We're giving effort to be like, I can't get lost. Right. You know what I'm like, exactly. We can't do that in the faith where we're just like, all right, well, you know, he he gone. You know what I'm saying? Because you have no idea where he's going, so you can't be like, oh, I'm just going to just Google myself. Then that was the point of following him. Otherwise, you would have just done Google it yourself, and you would have had no guide, right? So again, that goes back to like. We once were in our evil deeds. Our evil deeds would have been, I got my own GPS. Yeah. But now that we have a guide, like. I'm where you going. If you felt like we needed to turn here, even though I know the direction or I think yes. I know the direction, like I'm gonna follow you. you yeah. Know so it, there's a there's a connection to the fact that when we say we're doing it, we're going to follow him. Like it, it's it's a permanent situation. Mm-hmm. So um, and a continuance, which goes to Second Peter, being diligent. There's a continuance. So mm-hmm. um, just as we kind of bring this to a close in application, um, just a, a few things that I feel isn't is important to kind of point out of this. Um, and just four C's, um, just to kind of keep it easy um, and, and consistent. Um, four things that I think we can move from the trial period to confidence and commitment in Christ. Mm-hmm. So um, the first thing I think is uh, we can change our vocabulary, yeah. right? So, <laughs> and we kind of, you know, jokingly talked about it earlier, but when we say we'll try, not only does the hearer interpret that word with trepidation, but you give yourself a license to fail. Mm-hmm. So. I'm not saying that we have to eradicate the word try mm-hmm. because there are points in, in 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 our life where we can use it. We just have to understand that we have to understand its context when we say yes. it. So we have to realize that it's temporary and that we're testing something. We're like, yeah, I, I'll try that. Like, It's in the context of mm-hmm. you doing something for the first time or you experimenting to see if mm-hmm. this is something I'm going to continue to do, right. not continue to try because the trial period is over yes. after you've tried it, right? <laughs> right? So... Um, yeah, we have to begin to change our vocabulary um, and recognize that there is an ending to that. And mm-hmm. once we've tried it, there's now a continuing to that. Mm-hmm. So, um, I just want to add a scripture to that, which is simply Psalm 17 and 3, which says, You have tested my thoughts and examined my heart in the night. You have scrutinized me and found nothing wrong. I am determined not to sin in what I say. And so we, I, I think every single episode we have, we're always talking about self-examination because that's what this is about. Yeah. That's what the word mm-hmm. is about. It's constant self-evaluation and, and where we are, where are we when we hear the word that we're hearing? When mm-hmm. you're in church, that should be like your posture of where am I when, as it pertains to this word that I'm hearing. When you're in Bible study, where am I at as it pertains mm-hmm. to this word? So even as you um, hear this, like it says, 
your thoughts are being tested and your heart is being tested. Hmm. So the things that are in your thoughts and in your heart are what is going to come out of you, as you earlier um, mentioned and referenced about out of the abundance of your heart, you're going to speak. And so uh, we should be analyzing ourselves, the things that are in our, our thoughts, the things that are in our heart. Um, and we should be trying to purge ourselves of those things so that when the Lord comes for that solicited examination and the pop quiz that he will find nothing and then like it says i am determined not to sin i (laughs) am determined not to sin in what i say Mm. so you really have to set it make it a commitment to yourself even before you commit to the lord commit to yourself like i am going to actually put forth real effort okay and work on what I'm saying, to be conscious about what I'm saying, to be thoughtful about what I'm saying, to hear myself say I'm trying or Mm. I'm going to try or cancel out the try and actually follow through and just say I will. Mm. And honestly, be real because there's times when you're not going to do it and just say, I won't. I'm not going to call or I won't do. You know, there's certain things that we're saying we're going to try to do that we're not going to do that has nothing to no bearing on sin. You know, calling somebody or not calling someone, you're not going to hell for that. But, you know, don't make excuses for instead of just saying, I'm not going to call, just don't don't just say, I'm not going to call you. Or if it is going to be a way future point in time, like, look, I I can call you in three months. Put that out there. Just be real about what the thing is. You know, kind of time I'm working with. (laughs) Yes. So So I I want us just to be more thoughtful in what we're saying. So when it says I'm determined at the center where I say be actually more mindful of your words, not just the whole I'm trying, but like, okay, so what are we, what are we substituting? How are we substituting that and not trying? And that's such a good scripture if we really meditate on it, because it's saying that God has tested and examined. So the two things that he's testing and examining are thoughts and heart, both internal. And it says, you have scrutinized me and found nothing wrong. So which means that if our inside has been evaluated and tested and proven, now what comes forth on the outside is what we're saying has already been tested and, and examined and scrutinized by God, yeah. which means we're now determined to, because obviously, again, out of the heart the mouth speaks. What you speak is what you are. Yeah. So if what you're speaking has no sin, that means your thoughts and intents in your heart has no sin, which means it already has to come from a commitment of like, I'm going to try to be like God. I'm going to try to let you do what you need to do back to the proving like refine me yeah because if you do find something let me know let me go ahead and, and fix that because yes. i'm determined not to sin yeah i'm determined in what comes out if it's inside check me because yes. there's a lot of things that are subtle that like yeah if you curse like i know you wildin right but yes. like you might have some internal like prejudices and and hates and and things that we can't see yeah like you might have on sunglasses and your eyes are wandering. I don't know that. Yeah. Right? Because it's hidden. Yes. Those are the things that the Lord is able to test. And yes. like, before it comes out, let me check you because right. I want you to be pure. Yeah. Because we might not even see those things. It might be even hidden to us. But as it is revealed, what do we do with it? Exactly. Like, hey, you can't, you can't do that. Like, as a child of God, like the Bible says, you know, be righteous in your thoughts and your, your intent. So, like, if I'm not, let me know, God, because I need to be able to change yes. and be willing and determined to change when it's presented to mm-hmm. me. So such a good thing just to meditate on and to realize that like there's an internal and external uh, working in, in that situation. Mm-hmm. So, wow. <laughs> All right. So first one's change our vocabulary. Um, the second one is uh, commit. So again, we, we realize that the trial period has an ending. So <laughs> once we've 
went to that 30 hey we're gonna give you free 30 days to try this right. out you know what i'm saying and let us know what you want to keep it at the end of that 30 days you're either gonna have to say no i'm good or yeah, yeah go ahead and sign me up exactly right? <laughs> um and, and i put this and and you know what do we hear at weddings you know do you after the vow? Do you solemnly swear? Do you commit? Do you whatever? What do they say? I do. I do. Now, I'm gonna try to do. <laughs> not. I'll try. <laughs> so imagine if we started going to weddings and we just heard. I'll do try. You commit? I'll try. <laughs> I don't think we're gonna get to the second person. <laughs> we gonna get it. Wait, 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 wait. You gonna try to what? <laughs> oh, you ain't doing this. Oh you ain't serious. Like, <laughs> there's no covenant in trying. Oh like, gosh. there's no covenant in saying I'm gonna try. So, so let me just try to briefly say this nugget real quick because I know we're trying to come to a close, but I just want to say this one thing because it does pertain to marriage and the marriage relationship. So you're a married person, mm -hmm. you have a wife, it's not hard for you to be faithful and committed because you love her. So when you are in love, love will prevent you. You will shun lust, you will shun um, lasciviousness, you will shun any opportunities, right, um, at being disloyal. Hmm. So when we, when we look at our relationship with the Lord, we come to God as the person who used to be the playboy, who just got married just to be getting married for whatever reasons they're getting married, but they've never had that true uh, love transformation because love truly transforms when you really love. Hmm. So he comes in, he gets married, but because he's not fully committed, right? He's still lustful. He's still lascivious. He's still not loyal. Okay. So therefore his love has not transformed him to act loyal, to act and shun lust and shun lasciviousness. So it's easy when you actually love to be loyal because when you love, it's not hard to stop sinning. Hmm. It's not hard to say no. Okay. It's not hard. Right. Mm -hmm. So if we truly loved the Lord and we really or serious about this relationship, we wouldn't treat him like the one who still has multiple women on the side. Mm -hmm. I had all these women before I committed. Now I'm committed and I still have that nature inside of me. It's not crucified. I never transformed it. So I'm out here married and still lusting and still lascivious and still out here not being loyal, but yet I'm still in relationship with you. And we think we can have relationship with the Lord like that. Like, we got the Lord over here, but we have all these side pieces, and it's not going mm -hmm. down like that because mm -hmm. we're still lustful so for the world. Me, cut it off. Right. Mm -hmm. Like, we mm -hmm. still lust for the world. We still want to have all these lascivious type of uh, desires, in our, and we're just outright not loyal to God. Mm -hmm. So when you really love the Lord, you'll keep his commandments. Yeah. When you really love the Lord, you will obey. So I think that kind of goes with your commitment thing because commit, true commitment is going to follow through with action. Mm -hmm. So yeah. I just wanted to add that to your marital yeah. piece. Um, and, and, you know, I go to, to Psalm 34, you know, it says, taste and see that the Lord is good. Not if the Lord is good, <laughs> that the Lord is good. So what we taste in the natural, what have we ever tasted that was good and then choose to refuse it? That is so good. Like, oh, that was good peanut butter. I'm going to start getting jiffed. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. We'll, get, we'll end up getting discarding something because we found something better, right? Oh, mm -hmm. that tastes way better than what I was working with. Like, I'm going to go ahead and, and, and do that. Mm -hmm. Like, once we do that, once we've tasted and experienced God's goodness, because, again, it's not a, a guarantee, there's not a, uh, a lack of confidence on whether or not he's good. It says that the Lord, not if exactly. the Lord is good. So once, and that's verse 8 of that psalm. So once we do that, 
Then we have to go back to verse 1, which in confidence we can say, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. Like So we've made the commitment, therefore verse 1 applies because Mm -hmm. that's already been done. So we're now declaring to someone, hey, taste and see. We we know what time it is, like, because mm-hmm. we're doing this already in verse one. We're now proclaiming to you, like, taste and see, like mm-hmm. you experience that for yourself. And once you do, verse one is now your your <laughs> your mission, mm-hmm. right? So yeah, that loyalty, like we have to realize, like, like the Bible says in the gospels, like, if your right hand I offend thee, cut it out. Yeah. You know, if your right hand offends thee, you, like, why send your soul your whole soul to hell because you want to do something? Mm-hmm. But that speaks to a determination. Would you be willing to do that mm-hmm. if it came to that point? Or right. would you rather just say, oh, I could be just a little bit here because I'm still married. Like, yeah. you're looking at the, the, the commitment of like, oh, I'm married, but I can do this. So yes. you can keep the ring on, yes. but then be uncommitted. Yes. That, that that doesn't apply because going back to the marriage situation, like if you are uncommitted or if you are unfaithful, what happens? You pull the ring off. You stop doing things in this particular relationship that you would not do over here. Mm-hmm. So we have to realize that even though you can say, like, I'm with God, like, that requires a commitment that yes. is, like, he said, you, can know, you can't serve two masters, exactly. right? So if you're serving two masters, you're going to love one and hate the other. Yes. Because there's no other way to love exactly. both. Because they oppose each other. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm saying, like, I can't drink Pepsi and Coke and be like, yeah, I like both of these sodas. No, you're going to have to pick one because mm-hmm. <laughs> we're at odds. Like, yeah. you're giving stock to them and not promoting us. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, we, we and we try to do that in our life where we try to say, like, we can do some of these things because a good majority of me is of, yeah. of the Lord, is of the faith, but not these little things here. Yeah. So, again, we have to examine ourselves. And just to close what you said about examining ourselves, Lamentation 3 and 40 says, let us test and examine our ways and let us return to the Lord. So you're even saying in that point, like, you're going to examine and prove your own self. You're going to test your own ways. And then as you do that, when you see what is not jiving with the Lord, you're going to return to the Lord once you see, okay, mm-hmm. wait, I'm not in line with the Lord right here. I need to be in line with the Lord. Yeah. And we have to be willing to do our best now. Like, we can't just say, well, I'm, I'm going to try to do right. Like, I'm going to, you know, the Lord's working on me. Like, he can't work on you if you're not working. Exactly. Because, again, like, you're going to go back to the grieving situation and you're not going to, you're not going to get it in. Um, and I found this thing, you know, it was actually this, this Chinese student that, um, you know, he was learning English. And, you know, so it was this blog about asking a teacher. And so... You know, he was saying, hey, like, I've heard my teacher say, like, try your best and do your best. And, like, what I know about English language is, like, those two words mean different things. So, like, what are they the same thing or not? You know, can you help me? And so <laughs> the teacher says, you know, your teacher is right um, that they can mean the same thing. But you're also right because there is a, a subtle distinction. And basically it says that try means to make an effort to attempt to accomplish or complete something, which I think what we mentioned earlier. But the effort may or may not be successful. So this was the, the example she said like this, I tried to do my schoolwork, but it was so hard I had to give up. Now let's look at do one's best. Do means to perform an action or activity. It suggests that the work is happening. And then one's best is put your maximum effort. We were explaining that. So this is the, the same example. My schoolwork was hard, but I did my best to get it right. I even stayed after class to ask my teacher to explain it to me. This person made the extra effort. So they're mm-hmm. giving maximum effort because they realize that the goal is I have to finish this homework. Not, oh, man, I, I, I'm just going to fail because I can't do it. I'm just going to get, get mm-hmm. the F and move on to the next project. Mm-hmm. We'll do what what's, we feel we're capable of yes. instead of realizing that we are empowered by the Spirit to complete mm-hmm. our faith. You know right. So, um, wow. yeah, because we've committed, we now have to do. Um, and there's no, um, we can't turn back from the activity of what God has required us to do. Um, mm-hmm. So thirdly is 
continue. So again, like, does our efforts take us through to completion? Like, are we willing to just say, yes, we're committed. And because we're committed, we're willing to go all the way to death to us part, right? Mm-hmm. Whether it hurts or not. Are we determined to see fruit? Um, do we have active or passive faith? So we must recognize the subtlety of our idleness and the power of sin and flesh. We can't take time off from being and doing. Like, mm-hmm. we're always the person. Um, right. And, and the, the, the scripture that I like is, and I actually was studying the whole book of Colossians, and I, I spoke to, to chapter one earlier, but Colossians 3, 1, one of my favorite scriptures, um, <laughs> is if you have been risen with Christ, then seek these things which yes. are, are, are above. So the implication is you have been risen with Christ, right? <laughs> um, because then it says, for you have died. Right. And so the confirmation is the decision in verse one. And so if you read chapter three, which I would encourage everyone to do so, and we definitely don't have time to get into that, there's a mandate in 18 out of those 25 verses. Wow. That we have to do something. So because of the decision that's already been made in verse one, what we're seeking is actually now present in 18 of wow. those 25 verses. <laughs> and, the, and what's happening in the seven is basically saying stuff like, for you have died. Mm-hmm. And a continuation of, of the declaration mm-hmm. of the other 18. So mm-hmm. technically the whole chapter is basically saying, because of if... yes. Then, these then, things, then, these then, signs shall follow then, them who then, believe, then, right? Then, <laughs> you know then, then. Yes. And then, uh, and then, and yes. then. <laughs> and then if, if you move on to chapter 4, then it goes into verse 1, 2, 5, and 6, continuing what he said in verse 3, wow. in chapter 3, rather. So there's imperatives all over the Bible. If we're saying that we love the Lord, that mm-hmm. we serve God, these signs shall follow. Mm-hmm. So, um, And the only thing I would add to that is John 13 and 17, which simply says, if you know these things, you are blessed if you put mm. them into practice and faithfully do them. Mm. So if you know it, you're only blessed by doing it. Mm. You're not blessed simply because you heard it. Yes. Because we hear, oh, I heard you. Okay, so if you heard, that's why I'm asking you if you heard me, because if you heard me, <laughs> exactly. I would have expected something to happen because you heard me like, hey, get up and, and, and go put that in the fridge. Mm-hmm. If I didn't see you get up and say, hey, did you hear me? <laughs> because hearing naturally then translates to an action because you heard. There's going to be a response. Just like if I'm talking to you and I'm speaking and I stop speaking, you don't say nothing. I'm going to be like, is the person deaf? Or, did they, you know, like, did they hurt me, right? Because that's communication, mm-hmm. right? I say something then you say something back. Like there's a clear pattern mm-hmm. of <laughs> hearing mm-hmm. and reception mm-hmm. and response. Mm-hmm. And so, and yeah. Action. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My goodness. So lastly, uh, confide. So uh, why do people, uh, you know, if we're saying that, you know, we're going to try, you know, we've tasted the Lord and we see that he's good and we've made that commitment um, and we're continuing in the faith. Now we have to have the confidence of this continuation Mm -hmm. of our faith. Um, And so, you know, the question is, why do people want something outside of God and his word when whatever we get comes from a place of, of trial? So the fact that we, you know, if we we look at the natural sense of, of prescription, like, oh, just try this. Like, it's not a complete cure or end-all, be-all. Mm-hmm. But we know Christ is sufficient, mm-hmm. right? We know that, you know, we can go to Second Corinthians, I'm sorry, Second Timothy 3.16, like what we know scriptures for. But we know that God is all-sufficient. We know that God is our help, our hope, our provision, like all of that. So we can declare those believers. Why do we go outside of God to confide in something else? When he has already given us the implication and the victory, again, because we know Revelation has been mm-hmm. written, we know that, <laughs> that God has won, <laughs> like, why are we not resting in that confidence? Oh, I'm still going to try. There's a, a confidence in, like, 
I'm gonna flip on the light switch. I know my lights are coming on yeah. because I paid the bill, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm not trying to see if okay, my lights don't come on. Like there's a confidence because I know what I done did, right? Yes. <laughs> because we know what God has did. Like there shouldn't be a trial of like, oh, well, maybe I'll pray, maybe right. I'll do this or that. Like we have to be able to rest in the confidence of like, God, you've given us everything that pertains to life and yes. darkness. You have secured everything in your word by the power of your hand. Like I'm not going off of a maybe. I'm going off of a guarantee that what you said, like death has been defeated. Like right. the enemy is under our feet. Like. We could say those things, and they sound so great on bumper stickers and all that, but we ain't putting that in our heart. Exactly. So at some point, we have to have a rest and a confidence of like, and I'm reading the Psalms right now, and it's like, there's such a piece about like, I hope in God, mm-hmm. who is the help of my countenance. Mm-hmm. So like, if we if we can read that and declare that, that came from a place of like, he struggled, and he saw God come through. Mm-hmm. We've been there. We've had our trials, but yeah, we have a confidence that God has, has pulled us out, and is always mm-hmm. going to be there to, to sustain us. So wow. uh, final thoughts on that. I mean, I just feel like that summed it up perfectly. When we are confident in who God is and what he's done, we just have to now rest that it doesn't just apply to the people that he did it for before. It also applies to us that believe, you know, these signs shall follow them that believe and everything that he's promised is to us as his children. Like we're partakers of those blessings. And as long as we can declare his word back and stand on his word he is not a God that lies. He is not a God that changed his mind. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. So the things that he's done before, he can do again. And we just have to learn what he has said, learn what he's done, and begin to declare those things for ourselves. So there are several things in here that I have adopted as like my, you know, um, scriptures or chapters or uh, verses of strength and just um, victory even because, you know, we have to be able to pull our strength from somewhere and, and to be able to declare those things back to God and see him, it, it delights him to see that we use that for ourselves and fuel ourselves with it and just are telling him this is our confidence and he does not put us to shame. He does not disappoint us. He does not let us down when we stand on his word and stand on his promises. Yeah, I was just looking up the, the scripture kind of as a, as a closing um confidence if you will but it's psalm 103 and one i go back to Mm -hmm. periodically because Mm -hmm. like we have way more than enough yes we have no if god did not do another thing ever like i will still serve him yes (laughs) like i could be homeless tomorrow and (laughs) my hope in god will not change my confidence in god will not change um but verse one bless the lord oh my soul and all that that is within me bless his holy name Verse two, bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Mm -hmm. Then we can go into all the benefits, but uh, I'll just kind of just sum it up in verse five. It says, who satisfies you with good Mm -hmm. so that your your youth is renewed like the eagle. Mm -hmm. So if we can continue to remember the promises and the favor and the blessings of God, it's not to be like, hey, I'm out here balling. I'm I'm ripped. Like it's not for that purpose, but... Because of the fact that he understands the distresses and the struggles of, of man, he allows you to not only go through something because there's a refining, mm-hmm. but through that, like he's given you the ability to have joy because of the fact that he realizes that you need to be re- renewed and strengthened as an eagle because you need to soar above your situation. Amen. So if we could just remember, we can't have joy and we can't have confidence because we forget. So if we can remember... That's what gives us the peace and the confidence to trust God in all circumstances mm-hmm. because He's not going to change. So if He hasn't changed, but you forgot that, yes, <laughs> you know yes, like, you're not going to be able to sit confidently in Psalm 103 because you you might even skip that chapter because you're like eh, that don't apply to me. But if you realize that like 
he doesn't change, then when you read this, there's a hope of like, because you don't change, I can't forget. Yes. Because what you did then, you're going to do tomorrow. Yes. You're, gonna, you're doing right now. Yes. So that keeps us restored and renewed because we know that he's going to be the same. So, um, yeah, mm. let that period go. <laughs> <laughs> well, this was awesome. Um, I wish we could do more in-person sessions like this because oh, this was absolutely wow. amazing. Yes. <laughs> um, let us pray. Father, thank you so much for all the insight that you have given us about this word, try, what you instituted it to mean, what you still intend it to mean, how you employ it um, daily in our lives, and even how we use it now. We ask you, Lord God, now that you have um, given us this insight and given us um, just more revelation about the finer little meanings of what we are trying to get across when we say we try. You've shown us ourselves. Um, Today, you have literally answered the scripture that says, examine us, test us, search us. You have searched us even um, through this session that we've had today. And we thank you. Um, As you're stirring in every single heart, including ours here, um, every single heart of every listener, we just pray that as you begin to bring things to the surface, that we will be active about addressing the things that are coming to the thought, the forefront right now, God, that we will be willing to surrender, not try, but actually willing to surrender and submit those things and turn them over to you, Lord, that we will be willing to allow that repentance to be complete by having a change in our thoughts and a change in our behavior, Father, that um, as our minds are renewed, that you will allow transformation to take place in our lives, God. We pray, Father, that you will help us to actually change our vocabulary. Um, Even as Paul said that when he was a child, he spake as a child, but when he became a man, he spake as a man. He put away childish things. And so, Father, I'm asking you that we as people, Lord God, that you would grow us to a point that we can put away childish things Mm -hmm. when we recognize that they are childish, Father, that when you elevate us to another level in you, God, that we leave those uh, rudimentary and elementary things behind, Father God, and that we will begin to uh, address the things as grown ups and as a man in those um, examples, Father God. We ask you, Lord, that you would help us to uh, stay committed, Lord God, once we have made up our minds to commit to you, Lord God. Help us because you have given us the desire and the ability to do of your good pleasure, Father God as you have said in Philippians chapter two, Father. And so we thank you for that. We ask you, Lord God, that you would help us to continue to follow through in our walk with you, Lord God, that we do not allow the excuses um, to be our our portion, period. That we just do not allow the the excuses to be our portion, Father. And, And finally, Lord God, let us just take refuge in who you are, who you've always been and what you've done, God. You are so good. And Some of us just have not tasted enough that Mm. you are good. Um, Some of us have just not tasted the things that you have done to know how good you really are, Father. And so I'm just asking, Lord, that you will allow your people to be open to really experience you, to taste and see that you are truly good. And once they have seen that you are truly good, uh, help them to know that you are always with us, even to the end, Father, no matter what we go through, high, low, Um, No matter how hot the fire gets, Lord God, no matter what it is, danger seen or unseen, God, you are there and you are with us and you will be with us. So we never have to fear. 
We never have to be afraid. You are always there. You will always protect us. You will always keep us and guard us. So we bless you. We thank you. We praise you. We love you. And we are so grateful to you for all that you have given us on this day and all that you will do from this day forward. In Jesus' matchless and mighty name, amen. Amen. Thank you for listening to Her Bro, His Sis. Catch your favorite siblings each month as we talk to you, our family in Christ. Want to chat or just stay in the know? Catch us on Facebook and Instagram at Her Bro, His Sis. Oh, 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 oh,